Welcome to The Leadership Line, a podcast that covers everyday work issues from dealing with jerks at work to feeling burnt out. Tammy and Scott's experience, along with their different perspectives, help listeners grow, examine realistic options and alternatives, and identify those actionable solutions to the tough issues we face every day at work. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) When I am up early in the morning like this, it reminds me of my first job, Mm. which was delivering newspapers. Oh, yuck. That's really early. (laughs) Was it the Des Moines Register? Yeah, it was the Des Moines Register. It's Scott, too. Scott's pointing at himself. That wasn't my first. That was my second job. Right. Well, today I want to talk about first or second jobs. Tell us a story about your early career and what you learned. Mm, What an interesting one. Scott, since you already admitted you were throwing papers, I don't know if that's the one you want to tell, but go for it. Yeah, for sure. You know, my, I would say my first three jobs for sure were all paper routes. My third job was much nicer because that paper was delivered in the afternoon. So I could do that after school. (laughs) If I think, well, what did I learn in that? I learned the value of growth because what I learned was if I added people on my route, I could have net more dollars when really all I had to do was stop at one more house because not everyone And of course, some listeners are going to say, what's a paper? People deliver (laughs) papers back. Yes. Back in the old days, we delivered children delivered papers. Uh, Because I can, you know, I was 13, 14 years old and getting up at five in the morning or in this case, you know, after school, I would go and they would drop a big old stack of papers at a certain place. And, but I learned that, you know, not everyone on the block and I could just go and say, oh, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. You look like you would like a newspaper. <laughs> and sometimes they'd subscribe Sunday only or whatever. But what I learned is that how do you grow with the least amount of effort? <laughs> I could grow and say, hey, I want to take over the paper route, you know, the next block over because maybe that paper carrier was like, oh, they were moving on to other things or they were graduating high school and going off to college. And you could take that over. But why would you want to expand? you know, width wise, all that many more miles until you were really, really ready. Well, why not? Since you're going to walk by, you're delivering at 1214 and the next house is 1216 and the next house is 1218. You're going to walk by 1216 anyway. Why not just drop yeah, a pin? I'd say that was probably, you know, I learned that early. Like how do, how do you have that incremental growth easily? And I, I don't, I don't know that I really put two and two together about growing horizontally <laughs> into another vertical, another route. I don't know that I connected those dots still. I was not a paper carrier anymore. What about you, Tammy? Well, that's funny, Scott, because honestly, I also had a, a paper out and I learned that I was not made for that. So let's just start there. That might've been the first job I got fired at. I'm not exactly sure, but I think there's a really good chance of it. What did you do to get fired? not deliver the papers because it was four o'clock in the morning. 
Uh, yeah, no, I found out that I was not really suited for that. I will say that my most of my first jobs were in waitressing. Waitressing was a, an unbelievable learning ground, fertile ground to learn how to deal with people, learning how to read people. And I'm going to go to Scott's as well, learning how to maximize your opportunity for your biggest return on investment. So one of the things I learned early on in that was, you know, a lot of people who wait tables are like, hey, don't see me too many people at a time. And I'm like, no, fill my entire section up at the same time. I want to bring them all water. I then want to go back and get everybody whatever drinks that they are. Then I want to take their order. And then I want to bring out all their appetizers. And I learned right away that if I could, you know, bring like somebody ordered uh, burgers, right? I'm going to bring the ketchup and the mustard to the table as I'm walking by. I just learned to be super, super efficient because when you wait tables, you're walking a ton of miles. And the quicker that you can do that and be super, super efficient, the more that you can do. And I always remember this. So Poppin' Fresh Pies was the name of the place that I worked in Chicagoland and um, now known as Baker Square, which many people don't even know what a Baker Square is anymore, but they served a piece of pie and a cup of coffee. And I learned the other thing is that if I could get the manager to send somebody home, the manager could save labor hours and I could have 12 tables instead of six. And if you have 12 tables and you serve a couple, two pieces of pie and two coffees, there's a really good chance that they're going to leave you a buck. And if I could get 12 tables in an hour, that was $12 an hour. And back in that time frame, that was a ton of money on top of my $2 an hour that got paid. So now I'm making 14 bucks an hour when I was 16 years old. And I was the kind of kid that it was like, how many hours do you want me to work? How many shifts do you want me to work? Right? Will you send someone home? Now, I never, ever really got them to give me three sections, but I regularly got the manager to give me two sections. And so I made double the tips that everybody else did. <laughs> and if you're charming, which, you know, it teaches you to be charming. Um, these people want to talk with you. These people want to be left alone. These people want to laugh, right? You just kind of figure out what everybody wants. And in that particular spot, you know, adapt to the people that you're waiting on and reality is your tips go up and up and up and up. So, you know, I I kind of like that waitressing job when I first was a kid and I did it until I graduated from college. That was that was my side job from the time that I was 14 until I was 22. What was yours, Carmen? Well, my newspaper route, I did some babysitting sort of simultaneously, but it was my early newspaper route. And it's funny as you guys talk about from similar experiences about the selling, you know, Scott's essentially Thank selling you. more. And whenever our manager, our newspaper manager guy, Mr. Mackey was his name, when Mr. Mackey and the Des Moines Register like incentivized us. 13 year olds to go get more people on our route. I was like, ick. <laughs> and it wasn't because I didn't want to work more. I didn't mind the idea. If they had called me and said, here's three more subscriptions, I would have been like, great, I'm walking by already. But Tammy and Scott know that, that the act of selling something in a 
I am setting out to sell something is a a black spot in my professional skill set. And I'm recognizing that this like started when I was 12 years old, standing there. And in those days, you also had to go collect your money. You delivered your newspaper in the morning. And then at night you went around and said, I would like my dollar 50 for the, you know, two weeks or whatever. And being willing to stand there and talk to the old people and be charming and giggle with them a little bit. And then they were very kind. And as they owed me a dollar 40 and they would press a dollar 50 into my hand and say, that's for you, sweetie. (laughs) And so while Tammy's earning a buck tip, I'm getting 10 cents, but But 10 cents a house, but 10 cents a house. Right. And those are skills that then translated when I was a waitress, like how do you talk to people and how, how do you, how do you be charming in a, in a really genuine way? I enjoyed those conversations and those people. And, you know, like maybe now to put a super fine point on it, even a newspaper route, I was still more about the relationships than I was about the business piece of it. Well, and interesting too, Scott found efficiencies by I'm going to walk by the house. So I'm going to sell that house, right? I found efficiency. Let's like try to do it all in the same. The other thing, honestly, my early, early waitressing taught me, I had a job for two years where I was in a resort community waiting tables in the summertime. And I worked the night shift 11 o'clock at night to seven o'clock in the morning. And it was the only place that was open after the bars closed. And when you are 15 years old, you know, the two o'clock AM hour is rolling around and all of these drunks come in. I learned how to handle folks who were obnoxious, folks who said the wrong things, men who were trying to pick up a 15 year old girl that was completely inappropriate. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I learned how to handle all of that when I was 15 And so now when stuff happens, it's like, I have a repertoire, right? And sometimes it's humor and sometimes it's standing firm. I mean, there's so many different ways to handle that, but recognizing early that you should have boundaries and recognizing early, I need to be able to respond to this so that I'm not victimized by it. I will tell you that was the other big gift. And I remember everybody told my parents, what are you doing letting your 15 year old work this shift? And my parents were like, no, I think it's going to be fine. And in all honesty, not only was it fine, it gave me some of the most important skills that, you know, at 62, I am actually pretty good at this now because I started so many years practicing, so many years ago practicing. So how does this translate in the world today? You know, we've talked about some of these skills that have translated. What would we tell the youths of today? The youths, you know? Well, even, even our folks, you know, we are all talking about when we were young as in teenagers or, you know, even preteens in some of this, but think about that when you come into the workforce and whether you're 18 and just graduated from high school, you're 22 or you're 32, you're still early in your career, right? How does that translate in terms of the opportunity that you have now to later? What do you think? Scott, if you had to look at that, what would you tell people who are really in the professional workforce? What would you tell them about this journey? It's interesting because I would think, oh, what I might tell them today is is different than what I might have told them 10 years ago. And not only just 
because I'm further 10 years further along in my journey. But I think about some of the headlines around quiet quitting and hard to find people and, and all of those things. Some would be a little different. But in the end, what I think is interesting is learn and stand out. Those would be the two things that I would tell people. And I don't mean stand out by, hey, working more hours. No, get better outcomes. Figure out ways to reasonably get better outcomes. Now, again, I <laughs> I think of, Carmen, when you were talking about incentivizing us to sell, I can remember there may or may not be, I can neither confirm nor deny, we got a free trip to Adventureland if we got so many new subscribers, right? So many new people on the route. And Adventureland would have been a very big deal to a kid from Dubuque. Okay? Totally. Iowa's theme park. And yeah. it was exciting when we were kids. And, it might and, as well have been Disneyland. I, I mean, yeah. yeah. Michael it, and it, I still go every year. So just so you know, we still love it. <laughs> I think I was one away. And what I realized was, oh, they only have to be, you know, the rule was they had to stay, stay with it six weeks. And I actually did the, oh, they pay 25 cents a paper. It actually only cost me 10 cents. I figured out that I could just quote, add someone for six. And essentially I paid 60 cents for a free trip to Adventureland. So you but I manipulated the results. Absolutely. Not only manipulated the results, I just want you to know there's a famous national bank that actually oh, paid billions I, I of know. dollars. I'm not talking about getting results like that. <laughs> it, a, that may be a whole other podcast about right picking the right metrics and the right controls around the metrics. That's <laughs> so true. But you're going to say a whole nother podcast on the Scott technique. Going to jail as a 12 year old. (laughs) In the end, that's what I would tell people. Learn, pay attention to everything. Don't discount anything. See how does that apply? What's good about that? What's not good about that? How could I tweak that to make that better? And then to me, the second thing is stand out by doing really good work and getting really good outcomes. Because here's the thing, today's market, yeah, it is more workforce focused. You know, hey, there's shortage of people and and all those things. It's not going to be like that forever. That ebbs and flows over your career. And if you form, if you form habits today, when it (laughs) ebbs the other way, that could be really bad for your career. And I, I think people aren't thinking about that sometimes. Well, I think they just haven't had that experience, yeah. right? If you can't, if you come into the workforce and you are in the driver's seat, you think you will always be in the driver's seat. And when it switches, and it will, all of a sudden, you have to find a way to manage your brand, right? And in managing your brand so that people will choose to keep you. And I think, unfortunately, we sometimes don't learn until there's like, we have to. And I think there's some great gifts in recognizing that there's all sorts of things we can learn along the journey and to be intentional in that. And, you know, what's interesting for me in listening to all three of our stories is all three of us, well, maybe not Scott, because, you know, Scott's evil empire kind of thinking. But what's interesting in this is 
we have to figure out how to work with others. And in that particular space, we have a lot of folks in the workforce that think that they're going to get promoted. They're going to get opportunities because they're really smart and or they have excellent technical skills, i.e. I can code better than anybody else, or I have the ability to, you know, really understand spreadsheets, or I am a phenomenal accountant. And we think that our technical skills are going to be the things that are going to help us be successful long-term. And I think we forget that you don't work in a vacuum. And so this piece where it's like, how are you, quote unquote, charming in an authentic way? How do you get along with your boss? How do you look and read people and understand that the best thing for everyone is for you to figure out how to work best with others? And it would be great if they would also learn how to work best with you. But even if they don't, going ahead and making those modifications And then recognizing that you're going to work in a world where there's a lot of jerks. And so how are you going to manage that and still look good? Because in all honesty, that's what, that's what people expect. They expect us at work that even when someone else is a jerk, that we aren't a jerk back. So how are we going to manage in those situations? So I think that's one of the ways that we stand out is by gathering those people skills, recognizing that we have a huge responsibility in terms of how we do interact with others and do all of that in a way that seems like it's just water rolling on your back. It's just what you do and who you are. And in that space, I think that's one of the things that will differentiate individuals from others. You're never too young to start learning those lessons. And never too late either. So that's the other side of it. While this may be what is our learning lessons when we were young, right? Hey, in your 60s, if you're still in the workforce or even if you're not, there's still lessons to learn, places to grow, ways to level up and become more. And that wraps up this week's episode of The Leadership Line. As always, feel free to reach out to us in the emails provided in this podcast description box and be sure to check out our upcoming episodes always announced on LinkedIn. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.